All right, what's up? We are back. I know you've missed us. It's been about a month since we posted our last podcast. And uh, just a little break. Just needed a little break. Hopefully you caught up on all the episodes. Uh, We are back with episode 86. Zach Pape, grateful for the time, Zach, and co-host Sean Montmany spend on this episode. Really fun to meet Zach. Hear his story about how he got into cycling, which is actually a very short story. So uh, he just barely started cycling a few years ago. And for how strong and what a great rider he is. Uh, fun to hear how he got into the sport and what he does. So uh, super grateful for Zach and Sean. Sean brought a very fun element to the podcast, which I hope you enjoy with some cool questions for Zach and just some interaction with Zach that uh, made this podcast really fun. So uh, super grateful for these two. Thankful for everybody on the team and just to meet everybody on these little podcasts and to learn a little bit about each other a little more. So. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode. We're going to continue to encourage you to sign up for the Five Canyons event. We talk about it for just a minute at the beginning, but that is coming up our team sponsored event where all the money that we raise goes to the Wheels of Justice Foundation. Super grateful to be involved and build this as a, an event for the team. So we encourage you to to find the registration and information on meduele.com for the Five Canyons Bike Challenge. We encourage everybody to be part. So enjoy this episode where you learn to eat trash and go fast. One of the greatest titles in the history of this podcast. Uh, Zach will allude to why he believes that as a standard of living in his cycling life. So I can't wait for you to get to that part of the recording. Eat trash, go fast, everybody. Thanks. All right, everybody. What up? Welcome to uh, Meet the Valley Podcast. Stuart Anderson here, joined by Zach Pape, Sean Montmany. What's up, dudes? How are you? How you doing? It is July 27th. I am cooking in my office, by the way. How's the uh, temperature in your area? I blast the AC, so it's a nice 68 degrees here. Ooh, Sean? I'm in the basement, but I'm still, I've got like some swack going on. So I'm going to, I might be moving around to. I like swack. Cool, That's funny. Uh, if you, if you look at the video, uh, very, Hair is coming in very good, Zach. Any plans on adjusting that hairdo, or is it is it around to stay? It's around to stay until mm-hmm. I decide not to be lazy anymore. Okay, this is just a, a lazy <laughs> part of my life where I don't want to shave my legs or my hair. So. I think that's an important part of our interview today. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Zach, when was the when was the last haircut? It was September of 2021. It was right after my first load of Joe. Are you kidding me? Dude. <laughs> and look how it's like curling. It's my favorite part, how it kind of starts to curl. I never knew it curled until I grew it out. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, that's a long time. That's it pretty a long that's time. Wow. Uh, any rides today? You guys go out today? I woke up with uh, my stem, my valve stem on my tire broken. Whoa. Somehow it cracked and bent, so I was rideless today, surprisingly. Shoot. Well, we'll get to that part of the interview as well about how you should have another bike. Yeah. So. <laughs> John, do you ride today? I did. In fact, I was just thinking, I, I woke up, my alarm went off at 4.30, and I looked at my phone and saw a text from 37 minutes ago where Zach is saying, I've got a flat and I can't fix it. Oh, my goodness. So he'd been up. Enough to to get to his bike, see a flat, try and fix it. Couldn't. Had enough time to text me, and I was like, "Dude, what time did he wake up?" 
It's in the threes. Yeah, it's in the threes. <laughs> Who was that this week that wrote that uh, where Strava declared it a night ride if you go oh, before Jack. four? So funny. <laughs> Did it his PC that loop at like 350 so, or whatever? I've never had that happen. That's hilarious. No. That's funny. Uh, a quick announcement. If you haven't signed up for Five Canyons, although not a Five Canyons, which is causing some people some distress, we will ride Little Cottonwood, Big Cottonwood, uh, Immigration to Little Mountain. And that is it. That is the extent of the day. Uh, no City Creek. There's a half marathon that day as well. So our permits got denied for City <laughs> Creek. So uh, it's causing some distress, though, that it's not. Uh, I guess you can add on. Uh, we take a quick loop up parlays. I don't know what to say to people that are uh, so distressed about this idea. Maybe we should rebrand. That's the problem. The the, the Tri Canyon. The Tri. <laughs> so uh, if you. Yeah. Is it just ahead. Little Mountain or are we doing Big Mountain as well? Big Mountain. Yeah, that's going to be added on. Yeah. Uh, so if you paid for team dues, that's included the team fee, which also will be donated to the uh, Wheels of Justice program. That's where most of the money is going, that charity that helps uh, abused and neglected children here in the in the state of Utah, which is awesome. Uh, so, so, yeah, sign up. We have a free code for everybody on the team that just eliminates all fees when you sign up. Uh, if you're not on the team, though. Sign up. We'd love to have you. Get going. Sean, you're a participant of the Five Canyons event, haven't you? I Some. I, some I've, done, I've done partials, usually, mm. because usually in the past, it's after Lodoja, and usually by then, I'm into uh, kids' sports or, or different mm-hmm. teams. So mm-hmm. I, I was excited to see it before Lodoja. This will be a great, great uh, training ride. Zach, have you done them all? Uh, I I did it the first year I lived here, 2021. Uh, did four out of the five. I'm not a fan of City Creek, so I did Little, Big Cottonwood, Milk Creek, and then Immigration. Uh, it's a great ride. Highly recommend it. It's It'll kick your butt, but that was a uh, choosing of my own as it was Scott, Miles, and I just ahead of the group the entire time. Dude, that I've only done it. I've only done it once. I can't remember what year it was, 2019, maybe 2018, but I like started early. I started before the group went off and it was freezing. Um, the dude I rode with Ryan Harris, who had just won loaded from team real. He like went hypothermic coming down. I should laugh oh, wow. <laughs> coming down big cottonwood. And he like had to get in this guy's truck and uh, I, I left him. So Zach can relate to that. That yes sorry that hypothermic another topic that we will discuss today <laughs> you know i i will say i did i did the four canyons uh like 2016 2017 but i did it in the wrong order i started with emigration mill creek big and finished it little mm. and all the time i was going up little it was like 85 degrees and i was melting and i'm like i don't know if i'll ever do that again so when i thought this order i'm like oh this is good i actually signed up i registered twice i think i signed up once like a long time ago but i only did the two canyons and i'll never forget it because when i finished we went right to lagoon and it was all i did was emmy and mill creek and i literally could not even walk around lagoon it was when i had very first started riding and it was it was awful yeah now that's just like a tuesday for zach that's just a tuesday yeah just a regular old (laughs) warm-up ride just get the leg spinning 
Uh, very good. Uh, Brother Sean wrote a wonderful introduction here to our uh, youngest, our young man, uh, Zach Pape. Sean, do you want to go? Do you want to read it or ad lib or do you think you do? Wait, it. wait. Am I really the youngest on the team? I don't know. Probably not. How old are you? I don't even uh, know. Twenty-eight. No, you, I, there's a couple dudes to beat. Well, I don't know. He's they're they're close. They're close. We got to give Justin Spangler. That's how old he is, right? He's thirty, I think. I know. I always like to give him a hard time that he's young, though. Yeah, Jason Cook. Um, some of those, yeah, a lot of you're close. We're on the cusp. Maybe we should do a team poll. I I would hate to do that to y'all. So <laughs> okay, nice. All right, there, Sean, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say there's been a, a couple times Zach and I have been talking about uh, different pop culture items, and and uh, I I it came to realize that he was born when I was a junior in high school. <laughs> That's like, shut up. <laughs> that wait, what year is that then? 95. Oh my goodness. That's so <laughs> that's so fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm, that's good. I was 15. Very good. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I'll I'll read this. See if okay. I can make uh, do it. make sense of it now that I wrote it. Uh Zach comes to us from the Great Plains of Texas. He was like a mountain goat out on the plains. Somehow <laughs> knew he belonged in higher elevations. <laughs> <laughs> started cycling midway through 2019 and was hooked right away when a work remote job op opportunity opened he hit the road debated between the mile high city or salt lake and the great and dreadful choice of utah won out i say great because zach really is just a great dude super friendly one of the nicest people you'll ever meet and i say dreadful because he'll rip your legs off when the road turns <laughs> uphill but don't let the hairy legs, the pink floral kit, or a 38-minute ME time fool you. When someone attacks, you can bet Zach will be the first to jump on the wheel if he wasn't the one causing the chaos in the first place. So grab some fruit snacks and get ready to meet a great guy and teammate, <laughs> Zach Pape. <laughs> Dude, good intro. What did he miss, Zach? Anything good that he left out? I think that's, that's a great intro. I think did, you, a job. did you grow up in Texas then? Born and raised in a, a city called Hearst, right side okay. of Fort Worth. Um, one of the first things I told Sean after moving here was there's more people in Dallas, Fort Worth, than the entire state of Utah. <laughs> so it was definitely a culture shock coming to this small town of Salt Lake City. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, my uncle lives in Dallas, Fort Worth. And to drive from one side of the city to the other, it's longer than it takes to like get to Payson. It's exactly. Like... <laughs> it is an adventure. Yeah, fun. Hey, maybe uh, start there then. Tell us a little bit about uh, childhood, family, school, uh, just your background. Yeah, so grew up in Texas. Um, I wasn't a really athletic person, like child, until middle school or so. Uh, was forced playing soccer growing up in elementary school. It seems like that's every child's destined to play soccer growing up. Father was the coach. Uh I learned really quickly that I do not like running. <laughs> and that was the main thing I learned from soccer was I do not like running. So whenever I was put into football, I was assigned as an offensive lineman my first year, which if you know me, I'm about the same size as I was whenever I was a kid. So being an offensive lineman, probably 60 pounds, it didn't go well. I just got ran over. <laughs> Um, so my second year, I was able to transition to quarterback, cornerback, and kick returner. That seems a little smarter. That seems a little better. That seems more up my alley. Yeah. Um, I was, I took a good hit on a kick return, 
And after that game, I said, contact sports, just not my thing. <laughs> I, I don't like to get hit. <laughs> uh, so after deciding football wasn't the move, I then went to basketball. I played basketball probably uh, five years, roughly eight hours a day for five or six days a week. Wow. So we had morning practice, usually about 4.30 or 5. And then once school was over, we went to the local rec center and played until it closed, which was 9 p.m. So that was what my life resolved around. Um, and then after high school, I kind of quit playing sports. I wasn't active at all. Uh, I went to University of Texas in Dallas and got a degree in finance. Uh, during that time, I bought a computer and started playing a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, like six plus hours a day video games with friends that moved across country for school or uh, just for enjoyment. I was sitting down a lot. Uh, after college, I decided that was not a healthy lifestyle. Uh, I had an old Target bike, is probably a hundred dollars that I bought back in high school. And I thought, hey, there's a park out here. Let's just go give it a spin. Oh my gosh. The, it was about a five mile loop. So you, you can kind of think like Sugar House Park, but flat. Mm-hmm. And I went around that and I thought I was flying. Mm-hmm. I looked back at it yesterday whenever I was looking for this podcast and I was averaging 12 miles per hour. <laughs> I was like, wow, I went so fast. It's five miles. 100 feet of elevation gain oh. <laughs> I average 12 miles per hour and I was like man I am so good at this it's so good <laughs> and then every day after that I was like, yeah let's just go do it again let's see let's wait see how did goes. you look back on it I want to see it is it on Strava it is on Strava oh yes <laughs> so I can I'll send that to you after this I'm going now to give kudos <laughs> you'll be scrolling back a while that's fun and, uh <laughs> So the next a week later, I was like, let's do two loops. So it ended up being 10 miles. And then I was slowly, let's let's see how fast I can do it. And I got up to 13 miles per hour, 14 miles per hour, 15 miles per hour. I was like, wow, I can get going on a bike. Uh-huh. 15 miles per hour for 10 miles. We're getting places. <laughs> so I decided to uh, go to the local bike shop. They convinced me to buy a gravel bike instead of a road bike. Mm. Uh, I thought it was ridiculous to spend $3,000 for a bike, but Mm -hmm. I had no responsibilities at the time. And I figured, eh, why not? What's (laughs) $3,000? And uh, I remember I bought it and then I rode home. It was about seven miles. I averaged 14 miles per hour. I was like, wow, this bike is fast. (laughs) And, uh, And then the rest was history. I just started joining group rides, just showing up. And then bought my first road bike in January of 2020 hmm. before COVID started. So I got really lucky to beat that, the bicycle boom that happened. So I started uh, joining faster and faster groups, just showing up to any group I can anytime. My first full year of cycling, I rode 9,500 miles. Dang, dude. I didn't know you was that new to you. Yeah, I'm, I I consider myself fairly new to uh to cycling. So at least compared to all the old people on the team, Sean, Stu, mm-hmm. Sharp, <laughs> AJ, <laughs> AJ. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. That's the end of the podcast. Great. Thanks for having there me on. Go. <laughs> Dude, I'm digging in. I'm back here 2020, 2017, looking at these rides. These are great. Yeah. I'm the first one to be giving kudos. This is fun. Yeah, just, I believe I'm it. I'm just yeah. handing them out right now. <laughs> and uh, so COVID happened. Uh, I started spending all my free time on the bike because there was nothing else to do. Everything was shut down. Uh, pretty unique in Dallas Fort Worth to just have the roads to yourself just because that never happens. Yeah. Um, able to go down some roads I would not have felt comfortable otherwise. I remember riding on a ride one day and the cheapest gas I saw was a dollar forty during COVID. And I miss those times. And uh so I I did my first full year with my road bike. I thought it was great. And I was kind of tired of the flat land. I was tired of the Texas heat. Um, everyone in Texas rides after work during the week. Hmm. So you'd be riding at 6 p.m. in the summertime. And it would be 105 degrees with the heat index up to 115. Mm-mm. Which, nope. looking back now, I have no idea how I survived that as I struggle in 90 degrees here. What do we call back sweat again, Sean? What do we call it? Swack. A lot of swack. A lot of a swack. Lot of swack. <laughs> Texas will have a lot of sweatever. Sw- sw- <laughs> sweat everything. So, and, good. so I decided to move somewhere cooler. Um, I was between Salt Lake City and Denver. Never visited either one. Never. I don't didn't know anyone in either city at the time. It's just I knew I wanted to be near the mountains. After doing a lot of research, I realized Denver is not the mountain city. It is just way too far. Hmm. And I was able to confirm that this past week when I was in Denver for the triple bypass. It was, we got out of the car at our hotel and I asked, I was like, where are the mountains at? Why why are they so far away? (laughs) So I am glad I picked Salt Lake City. Nice. Very cool. Sean, any follow-up questions there for his little background? Yeah. So w- was it just the mountains? Did you like throw a dart at a map? What? It was. So originally I was looking at uh, Denver uh, just because outside of Salt Lake, everyone's like, that's the mountain city. That's where you want to be for the mountains and outdoor activity. And then I had a recruiter reach out to me on LinkedIn from Salt Lake City asking if I was interested at all for a Salt Lake City position. And I figured I wouldn't hurt just to interview and see what happens. So if they never reached out, I would have never considered Salt Lake City. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Um, do you want to talk for a second about what you do for work? And I like these paragraphs where you talk about how you have no responsibility outside of work. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so I am a financial analyst at L3 Harris Technologies. It's a defense contractor company. Um, so all the contra- all the the programs that I work finance for are through the Air Force. Uh, I currently have a portfolio of about a hundred million dollars that I'm responsible for. Um, Dang, it's a Good bunch team. of. A bunch of spreadsheets. Uh, we round up to the thousands, so <laughs> dollars and pennies don't matter to us. Wow. <laughs> so uh, that's your tax dollars at work right there. Yeah, great. 
<laughs> See, that's that's why you fit with cycling so much. Dollars and hundreds yeah. don't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I have no kids. All my family's back in Texas. So aside from work, I don't really have any responsibilities. I just live in life how I want. Um, and yeah, can't really can't really complain about it. Okay, tell everybody your typical day then here. This is pretty good. <laughs> uh, typical day. So as uh, this morning, Sean and I were supposed to do a Park City Loop. We were going to meet up at Big Cottonwood at 530, okay. which for me, coming from Sugar House, it takes about 40 minutes or so to get there. So I try to leave for a 530 meetup, probably like 445, give myself five extra minutes in case. There's a red light or my legs just don't want to work for whatever reason. So that's a 445 that I have to be on the bike. And then for some reason, I have determined I like to be awake 60 to 90 minutes before a ride. So my alarm went off at 320 this morning. Holy moly. (laughs) So that gives me time to eat a meal, which uh, lately it's been three waffles. Okay. So I'll eat three waffles, let that digest for a minute. No, are, uh, are these are these waffles? Are these like ego waffles? Are they ego waffles? That is so awesome. <laughs> Just buy it in bulk at Costco. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably about all I have in my freezer right now is about mm-hmm. seventy two waffles. <laughs> so I eat three waffles, um, and then let that digest kind of use use the restroom and kind of contemplate my life decisions and why I'm awake this early Uh uh (laughs) this is so good (laughs) and then uh hop on the bike and do my ride and so after my rides in the morning I just get home from work or get home from the ride take a shower eat a second breakfast and just start my work day so usually the first couple of weeks are my busy weeks where I'm pretty slammed with work. And then later on in the month, it could be a full day of no work if there's no reports mm. needed or support from the team that needs me for anything. Crazy. Did you know he was waking up that early, Sean? I I knew it was close. I I, I I've never had a text, you know, 40 minutes before I wake up that he's already checking, <laughs> checking equipment. That was a that was a surprise. I kind of just, you know, scrape the eyes. Like, does, does that really say 37 minutes ago? All right. I love it. Zach, maybe we should clarify what's, what's a typical work day in February. Cause there's times when we see a, a two hour ride starting at 10 30, mm, going, going up emigration, albeit sleeveless and it's 39 degrees out. And then by four o'clock, the the skis are on so (laughs) that is true so i cannot stand indoor trainers zwift trainer road um i feel like 30 minutes on that is just mind-numbing and i can't do it i think this was the first winter i hopped on zwift a couple of times with the team Mm -hmm. and i feel like the team was a little surprised by that (laughs) that's how bad the winter was where i had to actually get up early and hop on zwift that's true um, but thankfully my work's pretty flexible. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where you get your job done and there's no issues. So sometimes during the winter time, I can go out for a, a 10 AM, a noon or a 2 PM ride with no issues. And 
enjoy the sunshine and the, the warmer weather. Hey, Sean, how old were you when you started when you started riding bikes? Uh, I, I mean, like us, like idiots. How old like, the idiots? <laughs> like a like a dwarf idiot. Uh, mm-hmm. 20, 2015, 2016. Okay. So eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dang, Zach. By the way you ride, I would have thought you'd done it for a long time. That's pretty rad, man. That's awesome. And every time people ask what I did before and I tell them video games, no one ever believes me. <laughs> I just picked up a bike and started riding. It's funny because there was a few times last year where you'd, you know, you'd ride off the front and I'd be like, what, what is he doing? Now it makes sense. You were yeah. you maybe didn't know what you were doing. You were just... Exactly. <laughs> I, and I feel like this year I've definitely gotten better about that where yeah i will i'll sit back and let other people kind of control it and i just try to enjoy the moment that's cool very good uh, i go ahead sean i was just gonna say it was up it, it was even still last year zach I, well, I i can't remember the name of the app but when zach would finish his strava ride would update and it would say a certain number new miles ridden mm-hmm. and and you know there are times where we'd ride somewhere and zach would have like 17 new miles of road and then you know it slowly suddenly it's you know down to like four and then 2.3 and then one point but yeah it was it's kind of like i kind of forget like we'd go on a ride and get home and it's like oh zach has never been on this road before this is yeah. that's so cool um i don't remember how it started zach but how maybe talk about how you how you found us and then why, I mean, cause there is a, like managing the thing that I manage, which is, you know, our team is out on a website, uh, multiple places where it's like, these are the registered Utah teams. And so, uh, every so often I'll get a email or whatever. That's like, Hey, I'm Randy and, um, uh, looking for guys. And usually it just does not pan out, you know, like that guy never really shows. And then we're like, Oh, it's six at the mouth. And he's like, what? No, like that's, I'm not doing that. Uh, and so for it to stick, you know, it's stuck with you. You're just like, I found you guys. Um, maybe talk about that experience. So I moved here March of 2021. Uh, I did some Google searches. Uh, the three teams I found that I was interested in was me plan seven and zone five. I initially reached out to Zone 5. I think Mike Russell runs Zone 5. Yeah. I reached out to him, kind of learned that they mostly ride Southern Salt Lakes, North Utah County area. And that it's just, I did not want to drive all the way down there for rides or anything like that. Um, And I just kept getting drawn back to Midwale for some reason. I had no idea why. I didn't really look much into Plan 7. Um, so I had two weeks from whenever I moved here to when I started my job. So I was just doing some midday rides, doing some exploration, uh, learned immigration was the road to ride for all Utah cyclists. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, let's just go right up immigration. See, see what it's about. Um, I saw somebody in a me dwelly kit. I was like, oh, there's one of those guys that I read about. Uh, it was probably around the fire station that I saw them. And I was able to see them again at the top uh, along that guardrail where we all stop at. Uh, so I rolled up to him and I, I started asking him questions. And this guy in the Midwale kit was like, hey, we start really early. He was just, he's he being a little pretentious. 
He's like, ah, your flower kit, it's not going to work. It's yeah, not it's gonna not going to work. <laughs> we tell people all the time and they just don't show up. It's We're a really hardcore group. This, this, like, you got to be really into it. That's funny, dude. And I was like, I was like, that's cool. Just where do I where do I join at? Like, what are uh, the group rides? That's funny. So he then gave me Stu's number. Nice. And uh, so I texted Stu. I think it was a couple of days for him to get back to me. And then... He's just like 6 a.m. immigration. This this is Monday morning, every Monday. Be there if you want to be a part of us. See, so. and I'm kind of the same. I'm kind of the same, like, hey, man, like, whatever. If you show up, that's yeah. fine, whatever. I mean, there's so many of us. It's like one extra person's not going to make or break it. But if one more person shows up, that's great. Yeah. So, and my first 6 a.m. Monday morning that I tried to show to, I didn't realize that we always had an east wind in the mornings okay. and I was three minutes late. <laughs> oh, that's not so good. my very first one, I was three minutes late. And of course the group rolled because nobody knows I'm coming. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> and so I'm just trying so hard to catch to the group, not knowing how fast they were going. Yep. And then as I got to that second switchback, everyone was coming down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'll just go to the top now. Like, I'll see them next time. <laughs> so the Shoot. next week, I woke up even earlier and got there. It's probably seven or eight minutes before six o'clock. I was like, I'm not being late this time. Uh-huh. That was not fun because it was mid-March. So it was pretty chilly still. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's I would say that's the big thing about the, like, just show up. Yeah, that's cool. Have a good time. But and I will what, say that yeah, pretentious person at the top of immigration was Ryan Welch. Ooh. So I nice got to call him out. Nice. <laughs> he, he apologizes it, about it to this day, but I like to give him a hard time. <laughs> but it, it is interesting. Ryan has a very prolific uh, project. If, if, if Ryan's genealogy was tracked, it's, uh, it's very deep. He uh, incredible sharer ambassador of this squad. So interesting anyway um sean anything to add there about uh about zach's introduction well i was i was just thinking i think we've all had had one of those rides where you're you're within two minutes you're almost gonna get it and then you're like okay you get you see the zoo and like there's no headlights like oh i can probably catch and sure enough by that last switch back yeah they're already coming down and you're still going up and you just it's like the wave of shame everyone's coming down you're like hey oh, hey guys see you next oh, I got, week. oh i had a flat oh <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> we've good. all we've all done it that's fun what do you think um made it stick zach uh just made some new friends or is there anything else um a big part of it was the social aspect for me um i was still fairly new to cycling as i was only a year and a half into it at that point since buying my first road bike so I just wanted to be around other people that had a good idea, good influences. Um, my first message on the group chat was me asking anybody if they had a extra team jersey I could borrow as East Canyon was coming up. Mm-hmm. And I had big dreams that I would be on the podium for that. So I wanted to represent the team. Okay. Um, luckily, Sean reached out and said he had a couple jerseys that he let me have. So I was able to wear a team jersey for the 
for East Canyon Road Race. Okay. Only to find out that climbing in a race is really hard. And it's <laughs> not like racing in Texas. <laughs> I remember I, I got dropped on the first climb. Okay. And I just watched them right away. I was like, this is rough. Like, why am I doing this right now? That's funny. But I was able to crawl back and I ended up seventh out of oh, nice. 24 or 25. So okay. for my first road race, I was happy for it. Yeah. Well, and, and I didn't realize, I mean, then you would have just started racing because you podiumed at that Bear Lake race. I did. I got second at Bear Lake. That would have been like your second race then, right? I mean, East Canyon and then Bear Lake. Yeah, that was my second one. Yeah. Dude, good for you. That's magic awesome. Jersey. That's yeah. Magic jersey. Sean, man, we owe it all to Sean. Very good. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you know, I, what's, what's wild. I, I remember that. And, um, and I'm not usually the first one to, 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 you know, jump out and, and volunteer, you know, be the first one to, to say something. But I, I remember like seeing Zach's post on group me and I was like, Oh, I've got a couple. I, I remember like messaging him. And then I think I gave my phone number We're texting and it was like, and I gave my address. He came to my house, picked him up and he's like, all right, I'll use it. I'll, I'll wash it, bring it back. And he left and all of a sudden I'm like, who, what, what just happened? Like, who is who's this stranger? I, I don't even remember. Like, I think maybe I remember seeing you at one of the, the Emmy rides. I was like, I kind of look familiar face. I kind of remember him, but I was like, I just gave these jerseys to like, I don't I may never see these again. Like who was this guy? And so I, I mean, you, Zach mentions, um, you know, not, not really sure what kind of brought him to Salt Lake or what, what drew him to, to the Dwellers, but I, I'm sort of, certainly glad I, he, he joined the team because he's been, he's been an awesome training partner to, you know, someone who's younger and faster to, uh, to, to train with and, and ride with. It's, it's been great. Um, I, I was thinking my, my, my brother-in-law, uh, maybe I won't name names so he doesn't get in trouble, but I, I started doing uh we did a 10 K maybe 10 K or half marathon, something one time. And he's like, let me give you my, my best advice I've ever heard. He's like, and, and my wife has heard me say this, but you find someone who's uh, find a girl who's gorgeous, but is faster than you and just chase her until you catch her and then find another cute one and chase her. And he's like, just find someone faster than you and chase them. And so when, when I started riding with Zach and he takes off up the hill uh, it was like, dude, if I could keep up with him, this would be great. And so <laughs> most of my July, my July's and August, the last two years has just been hold Zach's wheel. If you hold Zach's wheel, this will be good. So I'm yeah, certainly, certainly glad he, he showed up. It's, he's been great to have on the team. Dude. I think Sean, you're cycling. I mean, you were a great cyclist before you are killer. Now, I think from that experience, like holding on to Zach, you've gotten so strong in the last two years. Don't you think Zach? I, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I feel like every year we're just going to keep getting stronger. Yeah. There, yeah, there that, is... that first year after the summer with me it was your first podium on Loda Joe, wasn't it? Yeah, really was. <laughs> and, and literally it was, it was all the, all those rides. I mean, the, you know, I, I forget how many times we did it, but kind of go, go to the Wasatch back and then have to go up Browns Canyon to get into Park City at like mile 65. And it was like, ride 65 miles, get exhausted. And then the real workout begins. Zach goes and it's just, I know this is going to hurt, but just hold on to his wheel. Just hold mm -hmm. his wheel. And yeah, then then you find yourself at Hoback Junction and Lodoja going, wow, I'm I'm with the front group. All right, I can, 
I've, I've oh. been in this pain before and I know what to do. Hey, uh, I know you've kind of had some interesting history here with your bikes. You're currently riding a pink new Ventum NS1, but you were not riding that last year. What happened? So at the beginning of the year last year, I was riding a Canyon Ultimate. Um, I love that bike. I had 20,000 miles on it. That's the first road bike I had that I bought in January 2020. So a little over two years, I put 20,000 miles on it. Um, one morning, it was middle of May. I joined Dave Sharp, uh, Paul Watson, and Dean to do mm-hmm. the Cascade Springs Loop. So we went over Sunfrest, up American Fork, down Cascade, up Pine Canyon. And then from Pine Canyon, we decided to go into Park City. So we just, just went down a cu- couple more miles. So not go more. over Guardsman. You just went down. We went down into Park City, down Marsac. Okay. And we were going towards Jeremy Ranch. And if you know the area, there's the bike path on the left going towards Jeremy Ranch. And then at the end, you have to cross that little dirt section to get onto the road. I was on the front of the the four of us at the time. I was crossing that dirt road and my tire just gets stuck in a rut and I go down. And we were probably going 25, 26 miles per hour at the time. Uh, Paul Watson was behind me. He ran over my head and then he went down as well. He separated his shoulder. I still feel bad about that. And then Dean was behind him and he ran over my bike. And it cracked completely on three different spots and on on the triangle. Yeah. So that bike was toast. Um, Dave Sharp was at the very back and he just watched it all happen and had no idea what to do. And thankfully we had Dean there as I was still laying on the the middle of the road, just laying there dying. And he just starts doing his doctor evaluation, Mm -hmm. make sure nothing's broken. So uh, thankful for that. But yeah, we realized the bike was toast. Couldn't keep riding it. And I had sawtooth in three weeks, mm. which is a monster of a ride yeah. that I was prepping for a while for. So I was scrambling. I was contacting Canyon, see what we can do to get a bike replacement. Um, they told me it would be a couple months to get a frame replaced. And I thought that was ridiculous. That's basically my entire year of cycling. Uh, then I remember we work with Ventum. So I reached out to Spencer Chipping. Um, he hooked me up at the time, I believe their name was Megan at Ventum. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get me a new frame within the week. Nice. So I contacted them on a Monday and I had a bike on Thursday. I remember they that week. swapped all the components and everything. So yeah. they had a great deal and really appreciate that. That was the blue one. That was the blue one. Yeah. Um, I rode that one for, it was about a year. They released their new frames. I wasn't entirely happy with the blue Ventum. Uh, had some creaking that I just kept bugging me in the headset. Um, was slightly larger than I would have liked. That was my own fault as I didn't know how a bike should fit since I was so new to cycling. Um, And whenever they released their new ones, I saw they had a pink version. And I thought, this is perfect. There's so (laughs) many black bikes out there. We just got to have fun with it. Enjoy life a little bit. 
I was I was actually kind of questionable when I saw the pictures online. I was like, ah, this could go either way. And then whenever <laughs> I saw it in the showroom, when I picked it up, I thought it was the best color it could have been. Nice. That's that's definitely the Friday color. That is the, <laughs> that's the party color. Yeah, it's cool. And then you match it with the the floral kit that I wear on Fridays. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect matchup. Very good. Uh, favorite local ride. And this um, is this is going to create some controversy, which I love. I so Cascade Springs that mm-hmm. I mean, just the scenery, um, the scenery. And then there's always a climb at the end, whether you go Pine Canyon up to Guardsman or you just do Suncrest to go home. Uh, so it's always great to get a climb in at mile 70 or 80. Yeah. And then the Park City <laughs> Loop, which <Great>. is. <laughs> <laughs> And then Park City Loop, and you have to do it the correct direction, which is counterclockwise. So going Ooh. up Big Cottonwood first. Oh, look at Sean. He's a green. He's a green. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Yeah, let's hear your argument. Let's hear why. Um, so you get the same amount of climbing either way. Okay. But with doing it counterclockwise, you can send it down Marsac. So if you have no kids and you have no fear of crashing or anything, <laughs> you can go Sean? 60 plus miles per hour. <laughs> okay. And uh, and then after that, riding through Park City and Jeremy Ranch, there's a nice flat section to get some nice flat miles in. Okay. Uh, it seems like we don't really get many of those. So it's nice just to get that kind of training in. Um. And then I would just prefer descending parleys rather than going up it. Hmm. Plus so you catch I, that. Plus you usually catch the tailwind in parleys coming home. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And usually early in the morning going through uh, Park City, going north through Park City, you usually have a tailwind. So that's, okay. that's a little fun one too. Is that it? Is that the argument then? Sean, anything to add? I the, the one I'll add is is there's only like two maybe three times that I've ever dropped Zach and coming down Parley's is one of those so I like it just to the fact that I get out in front of him I look back he can't keep up granted I've got like 15 pounds on him and we're going downhill <laughs> but I'm like I'm stretching out he's not bringing <laughs> back nice. yeah, usually above 40 miles per hour 45 or so that's when you'll drop me just because that I spin out and it's the hair the hair yeah. I didn't realize that this was actually like a thing that there was a, uh, a an argument going on on which direction was best. I'm going to continue to feed this fire. This is great. <laughs> well, we all know it's counterclockwise, so anyone so, else that thinks otherwise is just wrong. Now the next step is you have to create a Strava segment that goes that that PC loop because there's already one that goes the other. So now you need True. to create one, and it needs to be called the proper, the correct direction, the correct direction, Ooh, the correct PC loop. Hmm. That's good. That'll that'll, that's that'll good fan idea. the that'll fan the flames a little. <laughs> I I didn't know. I just saw that that was it. Maybe it was, was it Jack. Yeah, it's either Jack or Ryan Welch who has it like going up Emmy Parley's and then down Big Cottonwood. Mm. There's yeah, yeah I, that's I the one. That segment the other day, but yeah. All right, all right. Uh, favorite place to travel? You've had some good ones. I've watched on Instagram recently. Um, so I would say favorite place off the bike was Iceland. I really wanted to ride my bike there, but apparently it's constant wind. Uh, <laughs> the entire time we were there is probably a 30 to 40 miles per hour, steady wind gusting wow. up to 70 miles per hour. What? Some, uh, some of Zach's pictures on, on Strava is either Strava or Instagram. Like they're all standing like this. Yeah. 
like dude what's wrong are you like on an incline what's the deal <laughs> we were just trying to stay upright and uh driving down the highway you could actually hear the tires on the truck screech from it getting pushed to the side oh my goodness okay so but the the scenery is beautiful there highly recommend it um off the or on the bike i would say my favorite place to travel is anywhere that has a good climb and some great scenery so went to colorado last week for triple bypass uh did pike's peak that hurt a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, never thought that I need that much oxygen, but at fourteen thousand feet, you do need oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was stupid enough where I summited. I was with a couple of friends. I was waiting up there, took some photos. I thought maybe they're not coming up, so I descend down two miles. Oh yeah, and then you went back up. And then I then I saw them. I was like, oh. Well, I guess I got to go back up now. So I went two miles down and two miles back up on the hardest part. So I got local legend for the last two miles. So nobody's stupid enough to do it twice. (laughs) Um, But I would say my favorite place that I've traveled to to ride a bike would be Mount Rainier. Mm, Um, You could either go, there's a loop around the entire mountain or you can just hit one of the summit roads and just great scenery. Nice. All right, and then the question for both of you: When when are you getting this uh, this other bike? When is it coming? So AJ's been pushing since February, whenever I started riding with him in the winter time mm-hmm. of getting a gravel bike. Okay, uh, he sends me links of bikes on sale very frequently. Mm-hmm. He he's pushing pretty hard. Um, I'm my only complaint about gravel in Salt Lake is it's like 85 road, 15 gravel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some rides I want to do outside of Salt Lake. So it's, it's getting close. I'm hoping for a bike sell for the end of the year clearance type of situation. And then it might happen. Nice. Any, any desire, Sean? For a gravel bike? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I grew up on BMX. So gravel Mm -hmm. for me would be like going, going back to, back to the basics. I would love to. Um, It's pretty fun. Yeah. Very cool. I was I was gonna ask you've uh, I mean kind of going back to that that app you used of uh, like new miles ridden. You mentioned maybe some other rides you have. What are some other rides you have in your back of your mind of places you haven't been yet? Um. So I've seen a bunch of people in the LA area do like Mount Baldy or the GMR. GMR. So I haven't done that. I've never been to the LA area at all. So I think that would be fun um i just did that one last week that that is one if you're in orange county within an hour's drive of of uh glendora you you've got to hit that one up is it steep enough though is it worth the the effort i mean you know there's only a couple places at like eight percent you'd be kind of bored but okay you'd make do i'll survive um (laughs) and then i saw earlier in the year jesse lopier loper Mm -hmm. he did a ride called around the rock which is around the Grand Tetons, which requires a gravel bike. So I definitely, that's one I'm really interested in. That's kind of the reason I'm pushing to get a gravel bike. I've kind of planted the ear in a couple people's ears, planted the worm in a couple people's ears to kind of push gravel bikes and go do that ride because I think it would just be beautiful. Hmm. Um, other than that, I just kind of, 
explore and see what's out there. I'm hopeful to do the ride across Wisconsin at some point. That's a 230 mile ride across Wisconsin from Dang, cool. east to west. In one day? In one day. Dude, that's insane. Who would ride 200 miles in one day? Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always open to new places for rides or just exploration. So if anyone has recommendations, just shoot them to me. Fun. Um, obviously, with your short uh, career here as a cyclist, it'd be interesting to hear kind of how you approach being so strong, uh, riding, racing, training. Uh, maybe talk about that for a minute. What's what have you? What do you follow? What do you do? So my first year in Utah was the first year I actually had to use a trainer during the winter time because in Texas you can ride year round. Um, I decided to go the trainer road route instead of Zwift just for a structured standpoint. I felt like it'd be more beneficial long term. Uh, then I realized this is this is boring just to hop on there and spin at whatever power it says. So I started going outside and riding outside during the winter. Uh, training purposes, I, I really don't do any structured training. We kind of do a sh like routine week that Sean and I have. Hmm. But for the most part, it's if my legs feel good, I ride hard. If they don't feel good, I sit in the back and hang out and just <laughs> try and survive nice um but yeah for for our weekly schedule we've got like monday morning emmy with the team uh tuesday we usually hit mill creek uh if the winter gate's not open and there's snow we'll hit the winter gate twice uh wednesday i do not ride i use that day to catch up on sleep as i wake up way too early for the rides to begin <laughs> with um Thursday, I like to do the Park City Loop or some type of big cottonwood guardsman situation for some good climbing. Uh, and then Friday is the famous Easy Emmy Friday. It is it is famous now. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, whatever type of mayhem route that Sean can come up with for Saturdays. <laughs> and then Sunday is always off the bike as well. So just, I feel like especially being new to cycling, it's good to mix it up and take time off the bike, whether you're sitting around the house or going out doing a hike or a walk. It's just so you don't get burnt out. Yeah. Sean, do you concur? Is this the schedule? Is this your planning, your training schedule? That's, that's about as, uh, that's about as complex as, as we can make it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's interesting that I remember last, so not, not this past April, but team camp of 2022, um, Zach and, and his friend uh, Sam from Texas were like, yeah, we're going to do a little hike uh, on whatever, I guess, was it Sunday morning? Yeah, Sunday morning. You do that one? They're like, yeah, we're going to go do Angel's Landing and then come back. And this is after Zach <laughs> had the idea of like, I've never done 100 miles back-to-back -back days. And so, of course, I'm crazy enough to be like, well, me neither. All right, let's go try it. So we'd ride like 15 miles, meet the group, do our ride. And then sometimes yes. we did some loops just to hit 100. But yeah, Sunday morning, Zach's like, yeah, we're going to go do Angel's Landing, which, you know, is seven miles of of this. And and I, I think I was riding home. I was either with Matt Dalton or David Kirby uh, coming home. And it was raining. And 
we just watched like a car come in the opposite direction, spin out and fly around and we we're slowing down. And all of a sudden this, this uh, car with Texas license plates and two bikes on it, like just zipped right past us. We're like, dude, there's Zach. Like, wait, how did he already do Angel's Landing and he's already passed us? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's that was another very early morning where my buddy Sam was not happy. He had to wake up that early. But once he got to the top of Angel's 15. Landing, yeah. <laughs> I think it was about a 4 a.m. wake up whenever mm. we had nothing else on the calendar. Nice. So but he's, we were... he's from a different time zone. It's, it's yeah. like <laughs> true. So we but we were it was a cool experience because we were the only people at the top of Angels Landing when we got up. There. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. rare. That's so, cool. And it was the week before they introduced the reser- uh, mm. reservation system. Yeah. Um, so nice. got good. pretty lucky with that one. Nice. Hey, uh, you had a couple, uh, I mean, just cause we follow, I follow you on Strava. Obviously we, we see it, uh, pretty famous experiences last, well, last year, at least at the, at the sawtooth thing, uh, that you're going to have to share. And then I forget what happened to you in loaded 2021, but, um, maybe share those. Is that okay? If you got yeah, want to share yeah, those yeah. two. Okay. Uh, so loaded 2021 was my first loaded. I had a great time. Um, it was my first ride over 150 miles the only 150 mile ride i did was mirror lake that year uh so fairly new to like the ultra endurance side of the sport um i was staying with the group until the kom where i got dropped uh don't know what happened uh, probably just in the wrong group is what i tell myself because i was in the category three four at the time so I was with some heavy hitters and they just gunned it up the KOM climb hmm. where I got dropped. So from the KOM climb, which is roughly mile 105-ish, 104, uh, all the way to the third and final feed zone in Alpine, which is like 159, I rode solo. So Oof. that was 55 miles solo. Um, but with it being... Uh, just an adrenaline pump and being my first 200 mile ride I don't feel like I ever had a down moment during that race I my spirits were high I never had a negative thought um but other than that I, I thought it was a great a great day uh, wow. we had four hours of rain that day that was, not, that was, yeah, not that was the rain year everybody was saying that they were freezing cold and I'm sitting there with no arm warmers like this feels great guys what are we what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And I remember Dan, he was saying how he sat in the car for like 30 minutes trying yep. to warm up that race. Yeah, in Montpelier. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully, uh no issues there other than you know, riding 55 miles solo, which mm-hmm. I was then able to meet up with Zach West. Oh, nice. Uh, and that was the first time I met him. So it was pretty funny how we had the the two Zachs rolling into mm-hmm into Teton village together. Nice. Um, so I would say an overall great day. Cool. Uh, I thought it was hard, but not too difficult. So whenever I heard about a race called the sawtooth 200, <clears throat> I thought, how hard could that be? I just did 200 miles. Like Dumb. it's not too difficult. Mm-hmm. And then I learned, Oh, it's 180 miles. It's 20 miles less. But the catcher is it's 12,000 feet of climbing. So you got mm-hmm. roughly 3,000 feet more climbing of than Lodija. 
2022 was the first year they opened it up for um, the solo option because it used to be a relay race. Hmm. So the, the full distance, the full 180 as a solo. So a few of us decided this would be a great idea. Uh, I know Jack signed up for it and then he got COVID. So he mm. only did the 100 miles. And then a couple of the Boise guys, Team Real, was up there and did it. It was a, it was a perfect day. You couldn't have asked for better weather. Uh, we rolled through the second feed zone. Uh, start sprinkling a little bit. My support was asking if I needed a... Uh, any arm warmers or anything like that as it starts raining. I was like, oh, it's fine. It's 77 degrees or so. It's not bad. Uh, not knowing that we're going to hit one more summit before the next feed zone. And between whenever I got asked if I needed arm warmers or anything warm into the next feed zone, we just get poured on. It was mm -hmm. just a complete downpour. Reached the, the summit and... Uh, it was around 35 degrees. So imagine wearing your summer kit. So jersey and bibs, basically. Uh, soaking wet, 35 degree temperatures, descending into a 20 mile per hour headwind. <laughs> it was absolutely brutal. I lost all feeling in my hands, my feet. Um, I got dropped at that moment just because I couldn't keep pedaling. My, my feet just weren't cooperating at that time crazy you could get that cold yeah um i remember seeing every car driving towards me just hopeful that that's my support car like <laughs> maybe they're coming back for me maybe please please <laughs> where are so they cool. maybe they just knew <laughs> yeah uh, i stopped at one point and i had no cell service so i couldn't even call for help uh, it's like well i guess i'll just keep riding until i get to the next aid zone which is mile 120 um I roll into that feed zone and everybody that was doing the race was shivering cold. They all decided to bail on it. They didn't finish either. They all hopped in the car. I think they went to Jack's cabin up in Stanley or up in that area and hopped in the hot tub, hmm. which sounded like a great idea. I remember I sat in the car for, I was told it was about 45 minutes. It felt about five. And <laughs> I had the heater on full blast. I had jackets, blankets, anything on top of me just to try to warm me up. And it just didn't work. So we just sat there and for 45 minutes, just shivering uncontrollably until oh, wow. my body came back to it. And uh, my girlfriend, who was running support at the time, I looked over at her whenever I got in the car and I said, that was some high quality suffering. <laughs> so she knew I was fine. I just needed time to warm up a little bit. <laughs> dang so Dude, what a was, day that was uh an experience so Crazy. we decided to do it again this year that's right just to just to conquer it and we were all able to finish nice weather was perfect gonna have been better if i asked for it cool so so Which we is... had hypothermia on june 3rd and then the next week sean and i were doing the nebo huntsman 140 ride and I got heat exhaustion on that day. It was probably around mile 80 or so. I look at Sean. He's trying to get me to come around to pull. I was like, dude, I don't feel good right now. And 
He, this is this is when you know Zach's red jersey. As he pulled up next to me, I could see his back, and his back was like pink with all the the sweat marks. And I'm like, uh, we might need to get to a feed zone pretty quick. I think we got to get you to sit down. <laughs> so we got to the feed zone, and I was like, I, I don't think I keep going. This is just gonna be just get worse. So 2022 was the year of did not finishes, mm-hmm. as the only race that I finished that year was East Canyon. But it was it was great learning experience, kind of yeah. test the body, see when I should stop and when I should keep going. So that's good though. Come on, they're all learning yeah. experiences. Come they're all can't... learning experiences. Come on, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's true. You kind of I mean, that's the one one uh, thing I, I love about cycling is that's really where you find out where your boundaries are. The only way to find them is to to get to them and and then push a little bit past and find out, okay, I can't go there. And then, then you work on, okay, how do I expand that more? And that's, that's one of the things cycling can, can show you. Cause it's, it's a mental and physical. Uh, when you, when you put those two together, there's, there's a lot of uh, power you can find about yourself. You kind of find out who it. you are at that point. Yeah. Love that, Sean. So uh, Sean as a co-host has really added a new feature here to the uh, program. Sean, I'm going to turn the time over to you for the get to know Zach questions that you've added. Let's do okay. it. I, yeah, as I say, I've got a couple I wanted to get to. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we'll kind of start with, with your kind of a training writing <laughs> question. Uh, favorite ride food or preferred fuel of choice? So when I got into cycling, I was wearing Invisalign at the time. So <laughs> you have to wear that for 22 hours a day. Uh, so in Texas, I did a lot of rides on just water as Gatorade would or any type of like it stain. It would stain the colors. <laughs> so I would just I did water when it was 110 degrees out there. So I had two bottles of water and uh, I learned that I could do fruit snacks and just swallow it whole. <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead of doing gels, which everyone recommended to me, they I just started doing fruit snacks. It seemed like basically the same thing, but solid, and I didn't have to chew it. So oh, uh, you can catch me on every single ride with fruit snacks in my pocket. Um, nice from Costco. From Costco, okay. big box. Um, <laughs> nice. And then uh, you can also catch me with just crap. Uh, there's times I bring potato chips on a ride, no. Rice Krispies, uh, PB and J's. Um, it, yeah. it's, the, the, I, the, I fruit, to... the fruit stacks are, are kind of the staple that you see yeah. popping out of those pockets. Let's yeah. test the limits here. Let's see how bad it could get. We should... <laughs> Human uh, garbage can. <laughs> my, motto, my motto is uh, eat trash, go fast. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> what I'm going to call the podcast. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> and ryan well i think it bothers ryan welch a little bit because he's always poking on me asking what kind of Eat food i've brought for the fast. for the ride <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny but gas station uh that's that saves me every ride just stop at a gas station grab a some like mike and ike some skittles or mm, any trash very good yeah Sean and I, we do uh, yellow mustard and relish packets. Oh, what? <laughs> there's, Gross. yeah, there's a, 
That's our secret. We can't share. We can't explain that one anymore, though. We gotta yeah. keep that on the down. I don't think. I don't get. think anybody will care. I, no <laughs> one's gonna steal that one. <laughs> Seems like there was a discussion about relish not too long ago, and most people were, were grossed out. So I'm like, all right, we'll we'll keep that our secret. Oh. I I do have uh, I, I do have a couple questions we got to get to though. Um, I I texted Zach and said, hey, I've got a, a few questions. I might surprise you. Maybe, maybe I may tell you what they are. Maybe I'll just surprise you. And he just responded with answers. So mm -hmm. I wanted to go through the, the answers that he gave and match them <laughs> up with the questions that he provides. So his answers were 420, yes, maybe 69 and apples. So the questions <laughs> that those apply to, the, the first one is, what would you pay for a barbacoa burrito at the top of Guardsman? $420. So that's, mm -hmm. yeah, th that would fill you up. That's, that's a, uh, that's good eating up there. Mm -hmm. The second question he said, yes. And the question was, should the Dallas Cowboys be banned from the NFL for good? Mm. Wow. <laughs> All right. I mean, he, he said it. So there we go. Uh, the third one, he said, maybe uh, this is, do you think Yumbo Visma will win the trifecta this year? Ooh. The Giro, the Tour, and now the Vuelta that's starting. Depends on if Sep's there. Right? Magical Sep. He is. He was awesome. Uh, the next question, his his answer was 69. Now, I, I know this is a family podcast, so just mm -hmm. stay with me. We can put uh, the explicit rating. Okay. This this uh, kind of tends to be a, a topic that varies widely across the team. But what PSI do you run your tubeless tires on? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, Great. Uh, and the last one, he said apples, uh, which the question is, finish this sentence. How do you like them? Mm. Apples. So he lined that up perfectly. Good answer. Nice. Very good. OK, you can be off the, the hot seat Uh but I, I did have a kind of a philosophical question that maybe we'll get to. Uh, and this was, uh, what would you tell 16-year-old Zach if you had 10 minutes with him? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, if I had 10 minutes with 16-year-old Zach, I would say, quit school. Don't, don't worry about anything. Just buy a house. Because in 12 years, when you're 28 and you're sitting in Salt Lake City, you're not going to be able to afford a house. It's, the house market is going to be ridiculous it's going to be crazy oh my gosh so that's that's all you got to worry about just get a house and no other stress um it's... but in reality uh i would i would say nothing to him i i wouldn't want a butterfly effect to happen and anything to change as i'm really happy with how my life is right now so nice, nice. very good very good Cool. Okay. Uh, one more. Uh, and this, this is kind of going back to, to early days with your family. So question about your parents and, and I've met your mom, uh, and your grandma, mom, mom came in support, uh, did uh, ride support for Lodoja one year. She thought the, the view, the experience was so fantastic that the next year she brought grandma out and then you guys went on a trip around. Uh, but the, I guess kind of a question for you, what life lessons did, did you learn from your parents? Like, did they have a slogan they said that you remembered or? Um, no slogan I can really think of off the top of my head. Um, it's more, it's like basic morals, like treat people nicely. Um, don't stress too much. Uh, if you make a mistake, odds are you can fix it. Uh, and there's 
And one thing my mom said to me as I was in college was there's more to life outside of Dallas-Fort Worth. So mm-hmm. if you end up outside of Dallas-Fort Worth, we'll miss you, but it's like explore life, live your life. That's great Ooh. advice. little foreshadow. Maybe she knew. Maybe <laughs> she did. <laughs> little little Zach Bird was going to fly and expand. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. All right, two two last questions. One, how many times have you seen Top Gun Maverick? Oh, you know, one too many times. So that was just one time. Ooh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> I never even saw the first one that was out in like 1954. Yeah, yeah. See, this is what I have to deal with. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. When, when, when Top Gun had just come out, I kept saying, oh. like, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? There's this scene. Oh, I can't spoil it. Have you seen it yet? Finally, I'm like, have you even seen the original? And that's when he said, oh, didn't it come oh, out? Oh, that like black and 80s? white? I'm like, dude, it was 86. And he's like, oh, I wasn't even born until 95. And that's when I was like, oh, you were born when I was a junior in high school. So All funny. right. Yeah. Uh, not fair. So. All right. Last question. Uh, if uh, it, it's it's your birthday, cost is no option. Time of year uh, doesn't matter. What What are you doing for 24 hours? um for 24 hours no cost time of year um originally so my birthday's in january so i've i'd like to do long rides and that's would be my preferred activity on my birthday uh lately it ends up being a 27 mile ride up immigration in the freezing cold <laughs> right with no sleep no arm that does kind of that does kind of suck <laughs> uh but thankfully, I try to ride my age, if not double my age. Um, so with only being 28, I only have to ride 28 miles, which is perfect for immigration. Once I get up to Sean's like 56 or so, it's going to be a rough time in this winter. Um, See, I'm, I'm so old. I'm just, I'm just riding however many uh, miles that we are in the year. So today, this year I had 23. I'm like, I, I can't nice. count that high. <laughs> but uh I would say doing a, a long ride, probably four or five hours. Um, don't think I have a particular location unless I could pick it to be like a Cascade Springs loop and late May timeframe where it's not hot and it's not cold. Um, yeah. Then after that, probably play some video games with some friends that are across state or even better if no cost, just fly them in and just hang out, chat for a bit. Um, and then end the day with uh, a dinner with family and friends. Nice. Very nice. Lovely. You had to do Cascade Springs in January. You'd need uh, uh, chipping. Yeah, fat, tire. Chips, fat bike. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. All right. Is that it, Sean? Those were good. That's good. We'll, yeah, uh, good. we'll, we'll have a, maybe we'll, I, I've got a handful of other questions. I, I'm the detailed guy, so I've got questions galore, but maybe, we'll but I really, but later. I really love this. Who's your biggest influence. We got to hit that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my biggest influence is the greatest athlete ever alive. It's Joey Chestnut, 16 time <laughs> world champion, hot dog eating contest. Oh my God, Life so does great. not get better than that to be a 16 time world champion. There's it's no true. Michael Jordan. There's it's no true. LeBron James. No, what do you win? Man. What do you win for doing for getting that though? Like a what what do you even get? You you get to be the greatest athlete alive. <laughs> right? 
Hey, Tom Tom Brady has what seven and he's only got seven. Yeah, yes, that's double that. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. right. If, if that's oh, how you measure, he's, he's so awesome. dumb. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fun. Uh, eat trash, go fast, man. Eat right. trash, go I fast. Like that one. All right, let's wrap up. That's good. Um, any advice, Zach? As we as we wrap up. Um. So my advice would be, uh kind of how I started joining the team just just show up uh whether that's to life events cycling groups or anything in between showing up seems to be the hardest part of anything um if in a cycling event even if you're going to be the weakest person you can show up and ride with them for half the ride and then break off and do your own thing if you don't feel comfortable or uh so just nice. showing up is very important. I agree. In life. Cool. Uh, shower, shave, show up. The three shushes. <laughs> yeah. The three S's. Nice. <laughs> um, along with that, just don't take life cycling anything so seriously. Like we're only here for a limited amount of time. No one's going to care what you said in two months. Uh, we're all adults. So enjoy life while you can. Don't worry about anything. Nice. Cool. All right, Sean, anything to add? No, I think we covered it. Went fast. Enough to uh enough enough to people get people to come to Easy Emmy Friday and yes. off for that Easy Emmy Friday, six AM from we'll say May to September. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, hottest ride. Hottest ride in the, in the valley. This is, uh, I prefer no team kits. Uh, if you have a team kit, you can show up, of course. I won't say anything to you about it, uh, but it's a party time. We do yeah. 38 minutes up immigration is our our goal. So hopefully most people can hang at that point. Uh, if anyone is hanging off the back, I try to be the very last person up just so everyone feels welcome. So be there. Oh, cool. 6 a.m. And just Friday. to try and just to try and top Zach like I usually do, I, I aimed for a 39 minute Emmy last week. I was close. <laughs> I almost had my PR. I, I'm gonna get it one day. Nice. All right. You two dudes are awesome. That was a fun hour. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, dude. Hey guys, thanks so much. Bye.